This is a public service announcement. This is a public service announcement. Boys, Cam's back, and he's ready to take over this league. Let's get started with some week three. It's week three in fantasy, boys, at the Kentucky Gentlemen. Let's get started with uh, the week two results, and uh, let's, let's have a great week, boys. You know, week week two brought us some uh, great matchups. Um, some matchups that you know we we weren't expecting with the results that we had. I won't go into too much detail this week because uh, I've got a special guest coming on today, and I uh, want want to give that person and and our chat a little more time. So I will just briefly go into the week two results and kind of highlight what happened starting with my matchup with Reed. Reed, uh, I'll get into this a little more and, and uh, with our special guest, but man, two times starting out 0-2. I'm not going to lie, it, it feels good to see you at 0-2. You know, I, I think you talked a lot of smack and uh, came into this year with, you know, that attitude that you were you were going to own the league even have a picture with you with two banners. Things aren't looking too hot to start out this year, Reed. And, uh, you know, maybe maybe you got to humble yourself to start getting some wins. But uh, crushing defeat, starting out 0-2, season's still early, still can bounce back, but not the ideal start for the two-time champ. New year, new jards. Wow. Uh Put up a resounding smacking of Joe. Uh, Joe Joe's team was making my eyes hurt uh, this last week, but um, Jordan, I'm, I'm impressed at, at your team right now. I don't know how long they can keep this momentum, and and hopefully you can stay healthy. But putting up almost 150 points is very impressive. And I'll get into your week three matchup uh, with our special guest here in a moment, but. Man, you come into week three with an opportunity to have bragging rights and uh, start out three and zero. I don't know, Jordan. It's uh, it's looking good for you right now, but we'll see how how far you can carry this momentum. Injured reserve, formerly known as the Eagles trading block, squeaked out a narrow win over Bobby Schmandella, uh, Ben Huseman, Your your team. Responded like they should. I didn't really think you'd be able to pull out this win, and and Ben really didn't look too great, but had a nice uh, performance from Aaron Jones that made it kind of dicey at the end. And luckily for you, T.J. Hawkinson showed up and, and did enough to get you the win this last week. Uh, I'll go into more about your team uh, with our special guest this week, but uh, it was a it was a good bounce back win, and and you're. Uh, yeah, your injured reserve tag uh, may be warranted with some of the injuries that are coming up on your team right now. So at the beginning of this year, I was I was not 100% sold or not sure on where this team's going to go. And if you, the injuries pile up, I'm, I'm really not sure where it's going to go at this point. They may end up being around what I projected you to be at four to six wins, but we'll just have to wait and see. 
Uh, Austin, uh, I did put you at the bottom of the rankings, and to be fair, you kind of deserved it with a very um, weak win over Reed in week one. But you came out, you have a new name to your team, Cam's OnlyFans Stan account. Um, we'll talk more about your name and your team with our special guest here in a moment. But uh, that was a absolute drubbing of Wayne. Uh, Wayne, uh, I honestly thought your team would come out with a little more firepower this week after after a tough loss to Joe in week one. But, you know, I don't, I don't know what's going wrong for your team other than they just have no idea how to win. And maybe that's a manager thing. I, I don't know if just manager-wise you don't know how to win, Wayne. But, man, it's looking rough right now. You had a rough start to the season last year. Wayne, you, you, we got to do some serious tinkering or figuring things out because right now uh, I'm not sold on your team and I don't know if they're even sold on themselves. So you're going to have to do a pep talk or this could go south pretty quick. And then our uh, matchup of the week featuring Cam and Carter. Oh, my bad. That wasn't matchup of the week. Me and Reed was matchup of the week. But a pretty important matchup with how much trash I was talking on Cam's team Wow, just a resounding beatdown of Carter's team. To be fair, Carter, your team laid an absolute egg. Getting about seven points from Dak or six points from Dak is unprecedented and not what you'd expect. But Cam, you responded big time, and uh, that was that was a huge win for your team, especially with uh, being at number 10, you, you beat you beat the number one team that was uh, ranked this last week. So, you know, that might that might be a, a David and Goliath right there uh, coming forward, putting that slingshot right to, to Carter. Uh, but I, I don't think that's going to be the norm for your team, Carter, but definitely one of those weeks where you close the fantasy app and you just shake your head and try to move on to the next week because – I think we're all going to have one of those weeks, and unfortunately, Carter, you, you got it in week two. Tough loss, but definitely not something you can move on. You can't move on from. But really, this week we're going to focus on our week two matchups, and I've brought on a special guest this week to discuss how much trash had been talked about him. And uh, he's going to join us to discuss these week two matchups and, and what he feels about everybody talking trash about him and, and his responses to that. And then uh, just how he feels about each matchup this week and, and his team. So if uh, without further ado, I want to bring on to the podcast Mr. Cameron Lewis or otherwise known as Mad Dog or Kill a Cam. So we'll get started with that. What's going on? Nothing much, man. How you doing on this Wednesday night? I'm chilling, man. I'm good. Living a dream. How you living? I'm hanging in there, man. Nothing much. Just, you know, chilling out here. I feel you. So does this get uh, edited, or do you just, like, post what uh, has been, like, recorded? Uh, I believe I can update it to the podcasting source where I can um, potentially edit out some of the things, but I think most of it's going to just be be live. Cool. Yeah. 
Yep. Well, we'll go ahead and get started. I got some questions for you just to get the, the audience a little acclimated and uh, get them feeling, you know, Cam over here. Uh, my first question for you, Cam, is uh, you've you've stated this year that you've uh, wanted to be the villain. Uh, what's what's uh, brought this mentality on for the, this year? Um, you people. If you're being honest, um, let's see the C plus grade. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, Jordan running his mouth. Yeah. Granted, Jordan has been as bad, but uh, I just feel like I just keep hearing comments about me. You know what I'm saying? In my fantasy team, yeah. and so if that's how it is. Cool, I'll be the villain. It sounds like a fun thing. Ben's had a chance to do it the past couple of years. Um, I'm gonna try to take it from him. He's been kind of quiet and shy. I mean, I don't blame him. You know, after last year. You know, so yeah, man, I'm embracing it. It's gonna be a fun year. Yeah, I mean, like you said, Ben's been kind of the the so called villain these last couple of years. Uh, what what do you have to say to him about uh, taking his spot this year? Um, I mean, we had, I actually told him that I was taking his spot, and he said, you know, I'm free to go for it. Because uh, I think no one's really provoked him to the degree people normally has. So I think he's enjoying his peace and quiet, you know. So I, on the other hand, been provoked a little bit, uh, never shy. So I'm definitely going to come out and uh, be the villain. And, you know, I guess Ben can suck it up and deal with it. Or he can be a villain, too. There's more than enough room in his, in his group chat, in his league, for two villains. <laughs> yeah, I would say so. There, there's enough room. I don't know, I don't know who he's going to come after. I think he's waiting to see how good his team is this year. He usually talks a lot more trash when his, his team's good than when it's not. I think I think he just misses Joey. I think <laughs> yeah. Joey would say he definitely run his mouth a lot more. Oh yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Um, another thing we got we got to address in here, Cam, is uh, last week Jordan, quote unquote, called you. He said he was your dad. What do you what do you have to say to him about that? I mean, Jordan can eat a you-know-what. I'm not going to say it because I don't know what this podcast is going to be posted on. But, uh, <laughs> look, Jordan has been kind of the butt of a lot of jokes for a lot of time we've been like a squad. So, And he did beat me. So I'm kind of debating on letting him have it. Um, But like he's going to have to see me again. He will see me again. And when he does, yeah, that's- like it's – don't let me win that game. <laughs> Do not let me win that game. It's going to be a wrap. Plus, you know, also, I said it before, no matter what Jordan does, he could win the whole thing. He's still third rate to me, and he's still getting shit talked regardless. There's nothing he can do to avoid that at this point. Don't care what he has to say at all. So you don't you don't buy the new year, new jarts? He's 2-0 and right now after the first two weeks. You're not buying it? Look, everybody come January 1st says New Year, New Me. And it lasts for two to three weeks. And then what happens? It crashes and burns. And they're the same person they always were. Just wait. It's going to happen. Something's going to happen. If anything bad can happen, it'll happen to Jordan. I fully believe that. I'm not worried about him at all. <laughs> that seems to be the trend with uh, Jordan's teams. I think I remember his team starting off well last year, and then uh, it, it collapsed. So... You, you might be on to something there, Cam. 
Hey, man, if Jordan knows how to mess things up, and it'll happen. It'll be one trade, one drop. I don't know what it'll be. Injury, it'll be something, and it's going to happen in Jordan. Bet everything on it. I will, I will uh, be monitoring that as we go forward, see, see what happens with Jordan's team. Now, speaking of your team, uh, I know myself and uh, maybe some other people who, who didn't get to say it were, were definitely not giving you a chance this last week and uh, dogging on your team. Uh, and you, uh, you came out with quite a uh, stellar performance. What, what inspired your team to, uh, to rise up to the occasion? All y'all smack talk. You know what I'm saying? There's a saying like you he'd be live right now if you ain't guys y'all ain't gas him up. And that's what y'all did. <laughs> y'all sat there, said you said I you said what? Uh Jordan was gonna give the magic to Carter and I was gonna get bent over. You said I was gonna be watching Naruto or sat in one. I was watching Naruto, but with a big old smile on my face Sunday night. <laughs> you know what I mean? Everyone, everyone, you know, shitted on the Jalen Hurts pick. He's playing well. You know, um, I think I, Zeke and Antonio Gibson concern me a little bit through faults not of their own. I think the coaches are idiots, and I don't know why they're not getting more touches than they are, especially Antonio Gibson. Um, but I think assuming that, you know, that works itself out, you know, Locke is going to come back to normal soon, but he's still going to be, I think, a receiver one. Um, if Julio can be Julio and I can figure out my tight end situation, I think my team will be fine moving forward. And I think you will all eat your words very soon. Well, we'll, ha- we'll have to monitor the situation. I know you uh, made me eat my words this last week. And, uh, you know, I-, I didn't give you really much of a chance. To be fair, Carter's team did lay a very fat egg. But that could have just been, you know, the mad dog coming out and, and scaring the opponent away. Hey, man, the intimidation factor. It's a real thing. He was scared in the shows. <laughs> Well, I will uh, transition us into more of these this week's matchups for fantasy football, and I uh, wanted to bring you in and get your perspective on uh, these matchups for this week. We got some really important games and some uh, with some teams that have not been looking too good, and then some teams that have been surprisingly uh, surprisingly good this year. Is there a particular matchup, Cam, that you would like to uh, address first this coming week? I mean, I think we'd be kind of crazy not to look at Certified Rubber Boy versus New Year New Yards. That's probably the match outside of my own that I am most invested in and interested in seeing how it plays out this week. Yeah, I mean, would you go as far to say as this is the uh, the matchup of the week? I think it has to be. I mean, I think it's two of the highest scoring teams. I mean, I don't think Carter's team is going to come out and put up what was it, seventy nine points again. Um, I think that was kind of a, just a yeah, you know unfortunate so. you know situation. You know, also I think Jordan's team is probably going to you know regress back to the means a little bit. I don't know if they're going to keep putting up you know one hundred and forty whatever points he's been putting up. So I think we'll get a good match. There's some interesting matchups going on in this week as well. Um, I'm very interested to see. Saquon Barkley and how his progression is going to work out because he hasn't really – he hasn't played well. Um, granted, coming off the injury and everything, it's not, like, his fault exactly. Um, 
but that's someone I'm definitely kind of watching, seeing how things pan out moving forward. Yeah, 100 percent. Saquon has uh, not lived up to the billing so far. Now, he does get a team friendlier matchup in Atlanta this week, but. I don't know. I mean, are we are we looking at the the future of Saquon Barkley? I mean, is he is he uh, is he done? I mean, is he is this what we're going to get from now on, uh, or or if, are we expecting more from him come later this year? So part of me wants to say it's a little bit too soon to just write off Saquon. You know, he is coming off an injury, and they are like easing him back into it. So I don't know if we can just say, oh, he's done. Um, but it's definitely concerning, you know, you, you, we've seen running backs come and go, you know, like that. So it wouldn't be unheard of for him to just like wash out, you know? Um, I do think we should give it a little more time before we like commit to that. Um, but it's, it's really not looking great for him right now, even though it's still very early in the season. Yeah, I definitely agree that the first two matchups have not been anything you would have wanted from your first-round pick. Uh, I see two glaring weaknesses for each team. Uh, Carter's got Mike Davis, and Jordan has got Tyson Williams in at the running back and then at the flex for Carter. Who do you think of the two has the better performance this week? Um, I think – I think I'll go Tyson Williams. Um, I think he's like been in a little bit better situation given how great Baltimore offense has been and the fact that Detroit's defense hasn't been able to stop a nosebleed for the most part of this season. Um, granted, you know, the Giants defense isn't anything like super special either, but I don't necessarily trust that Atlanta offense as much as I trust Baltimore to kind of keep it rolling. Um, I could see Atlanta and, you know, the Giants going back and forth, whereas I think Baltimore can blow out the Lions, where Tyson Williams might get more touches, maybe garbage time, or maybe just, you know, kind of just to run the ball because they don't need to throw the football as much. Um, so I, I think I give the edge to Tyson Williams in that battle. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to agree with you on that one. I just I definitely like the matchup against Detroit a lot more, and uh, we all know that Baltimore is a very much run heavy team, especially with the spread option. Now, both of these guys are in kind of a running back by committee. Um, I am worried in the sense that I think Cordell Patterson will take a lot of touches, and he did score two touchdowns as opposed to Mike Davis's zero last week. Um, now Latavius Murray is taking touches away from Tyson Williams, but I, I agree with you 100% that the Detroit matchup is a much favorable matchup for a run heavy scheme. Now, is there a, in this matchup, is there somebody that you think will be the, the deciding factor between these matchups? Is there an MVP either on, on, uh, Carter's team or, or Jordan's team that you really think is going to win the matchup? Um, I mean, it'd be hard not to say McCaffrey um, just based on how well he's played and playing Houston, who I, I don't have any faith in whatsoever. Apologies to Shannon, but I just don't. Um, you know, because I think overall yeah. the matchups are relatively even. I think the big difference is the fact that, like, 
Carter's RB1 is Saquon and Jordan's is McCaffrey and just how things are going. You know, if this was a different year where Saquon's healthy and whatnot, I think it's a different situation. But given, you know, how things have been, I think, you know, McCaffrey could be, you know, the big difference maker. Granted, it shouldn't be shocking given he was a one-on-one. Um, but I think that's what – I think the McCaffrey versus Saquon aspect is, like, the big difference in these two teams right now. Yeah, I, I I have to agree with you on this one, too. Uh, McCaffrey, I think, is going to play a huge difference in this matchup. Uh, I look really to see what the big difference is going to be in, in the quarterback play as well, just because of how much Dallas relied on the run um, and then how good Philly's run defense has been versus Russell Wilson playing a Minnesota team that just came off a week where they got destroyed by Kyler Murray and then – didn't look too hot against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. So I, I look for it to help you in the sense that uh, Tyler Lockett will probably be catching some some uh, long touchdowns this week. I hope so. I need it, man. He's been doing his best to save my team all season. Yeah. Now, if you had to uh, choose a team to win this week, who are you going with? Right now, ESPN has this scored 120.1 to Carter to Jordan's 117.7. Give me a uh, your your best guess at where you think this is going to end up this week. I think I'm going to go certified of Rebel Boy wins. I think he bounces back by a score of 125 to about 120. I think it's going to be a close one. Um, I think it's going to be you know a nail biter. I think Sa- I think Saquon's going to have a better game. This week, I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna keep solely like bringing him in more. Um, and more than anything, man, I can't have Jordan beating me and Carter in the first three weeks of the season. So, for the love of God, Carter, please win this game. I do not want to hear <laughs> Jordan's mouth happen this week. Um, so I'm going with my heart, Carter. Please win oh, this game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I know Jordan will not let you guys hear the end of that until you guys win. He beats you and Carter to start the season. Uh. You know, my gut, my gut's telling me that Jordan's probably going to pull this one off as much as you're wanting Carter to win this. I just think the matchups that the running backs and Russell Wilson have are just going to be too much for um, for Carter's team. I, I do expect Carter's team to bounce back and not put up a dud. But I'm going to have to go with Jordan on this one. I think it'll be – I think Jordan will put up about 120 and Carter will put up about uh, 110 on this one. Okay. So is, is this your game of the week as well? Yeah, I mean, I think you, I think you, uh, you convinced me on this one. I think I, I was not aware of the stakes and the the how much bragging rights could go into this game. So I think I'm gonna have to go with this one as our, our matchup or game of the week, just because it's Jordan and, and Carter going against each other, and we, like you said, Jordan is definitely gonna talk smack if. <laughs> If he beats Carter in this game. <laughs> All right. I think I think we can't do you a, a disservice, Cam. You're on you're on the podcast here. We we gotta bring up your matchup next. And uh and Oh, I'm ready for it. Your team and uh Mr. Bobby Schmandela, uh Ben Sider, who we've got the, the former villain versus the up and coming villain. And uh Cam, I, I gotta say, when I when I saw your new team name, 
I definitely had to go and Google Bishop Sycamore because I had no idea what you were saying. Oh, he didn't. He hadn't seen this the, this team that like scanned ESPN to get that, put on the uh, television. I, that's what I read about. Yeah, that they were like basically a fake team, and and <laughs> so I, I did get a laugh out of that when I read. When I figured out what it what it was. Yeah, I mean that story. That I mean that story was insane. It had like what a bunch of old people, not old people, but like people in their twenties playing a bunch of high school kids just to get utterly destroyed on national television. Um, granted, I don't think the coach cared. I don't. I don't know what. I have no idea what was going on. But that might be like the funniest story I've heard like all year long. Absolutely amazing. Had to pay homage to him in the team name. Yeah. Yeah, I'm wondering where you dug that photo up of me. I honestly didn't think that that photo was out there of me. But... Okay, so where it came from? I think I think it might have been Instagram. It was one of those things where, like you post an embarrassing picture for like ten minutes or whatever else it was. It was like a couple of years and you did it, <laughs> and I was like, no, I screenshotted it. I was like, I'm going to save this for one for something big one day. I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I know it's going to come <laughs> in handy. I haven't used it for anything. It's been saved in my camera roll. And then when I saw, you know, your team name slash picture, um, but I do, I do like the team name, by yeah. the way. Uh, so I was like, nah, I'm coming back doing this perfect time to post a picture. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that. I'm a water boy on a fake team. Like I'm not even getting water for real people. I'm just, I'm, hey man, I'm a division, I'm a, you know, division three athlete. So. Hey man, I look, <laughs> Salisbury is actually a D three school. So, so Bishop Sycamore is a you know high school team according to ESPN. <laughs> according to ESPN, yeah. Oh, but yeah, man. I mean, what are you what are you feeling about this matchup with Ben this week? Do you feel like you you can bounce back, get two wins in a row, or? So Aaron Jones. So okay, obviously Kyler Murray going to be Jacksonville is not something I like to see. Um, no, <laughs> it's it's not favorable. Granted, Jalen Hurts has played well has played well as well, but I think he's gonna be more of a dogfight with Dallas just because the division divisional games always kind of go a little bit tighter than you know out of conference games. I think the Jaguars are gonna get destroyed because you know uh, Trevor Lawrence has an affinity to get the ball to the other team. Don't know why, but apparently he's sorry. Um, <laughs> In, it's a little early for that. <laughs> it is, but it's, it hasn't been great. You know, um, I think I kind of give him the edge, bend the edge in the running backs, despite the unfavorable matchup he has with uh, Aaron Jones. Um, just because, like, I, it's hard for me to tell what Zeke and Gibson are going to get touch-wise on a daily basis. Like, if they got what they should be getting, then I think it's a different story because I think Gibson is better than Montgomery. You know, by a, but he's just not getting those touches, yeah. and so I don't know if I can like fully claim he's gonna do what he has the potential to do. Um, I think if you look at the receivers, I think receivers are probably a little more even. Um, Walker has been balling and he's going against some weak uh, Minnesota defense that's been getting gashed. So, like, I I truly think he could do yeah. put up another you know twenty plus yes. one game. Um. And then, you know, Tyreek Hill with Kansas City, you know, he can go off for, you know, whenever he wants to. Um, I kind of low-key give want to give Lockett the edge just based off of matchups and, like, the hot streak he's been on. Um, and then, 
the Julio versus Devonta Smith, I'm going. I know Devonta Smith hasn't been bad. Um, I'm going Julio. You're not going to give me the bet against Julio in this scenario. Um, and then Ben has the advantage in tight end. Um, the flex battle is interesting to me. Um, I actually am interested to hear your thoughts on DeAndre Swift versus Elijah Mitchell because I don't know on a week-to-week basis what I'm getting out of either one of those two guys. Yeah, I mean, Elijah Mitchell is a, is a toss-up because you have him come in for most of week one and put up well over 100 yards and a touchdown, which nobody expected because obviously nobody was expecting Mostert, even though he is injury-prone to get injured within the first four snaps he played this season. Um, and then, you you know, he bounces back. You know, you start him next week, and he comes in and puts up a dud against – I will give Philly some credit. They've got a pretty solid run defense, so that could have really been it. Now, I know Green Bay is not on the same level uh, as far as rush defense – They've, they've been weaker over the years in, in the ability to stop the run. Uh, but I, I do – if he is healthy, I look to see him get like 20 to 25 touches this week just because, I mean, Jamichael Hasty's out with a high ankle sprain. Trey Sermon is in concussion protocol. And then um, they just signed Carrion Johnson off of the street and you're going to have him come in and, and try to run the offense. So I don't know, Cam. I think it's going to be tough. And DeAndre Swift is pretty hit and miss. Um, Baltimore has gotten gashed the last two games as far as receptions and receiving yards. So I think if DeAndre Swift is healthy, I don't think he'll have a superb ground game. But I do think this could be one of those games where he has, you know, 70, 80 receiving yards and potentially a receiving touchdown just because of of ball share. I mean, if you're Jared Goff, it's throwing to three people on the team right now. It's either TJ Hawkinson, DeAndre Swift, or the Cephas guy who came out of nowhere. Um, So uh, if I was giving somebody an edge – Based off of what I've seen in talent, I'd probably give Swift the edge, but it would be very slightly. It would not be by a lot. Yeah, I think I agree. Um, it, it's just tough because I feel like Elijah Mitchell has more of a control over the backfield at this point. But but Swift and uh, Williams have been able to like coexist and both you know do their things. So it's I'm not like worried about Swift overall. Um, you know, not wishing for injury. But if Jamal, if Williams wasn't in there, I think Swift would be a surefire RB2. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think the flex will be interesting to see what happens. Um, I personally never care too much about defense for, and kicker battles. Um, but just for the sake of the argument, you know, Washington going up against Buffalo isn't ideal for Ben. Whereas I think Brown's going with Chicago and a rookie uh, quarterback in Justin Fields, even though I love Justin Fields. I think that's more beneficial on my end. Um, by how much, I don't know. Um, and then kicker-wise, I think it's kind of even. because I know Dallas is going to be able to move the ball. Um, but Philly's defense isn't bad, and I think they could keep them out the end zone enough that will keep um, Sirloin busy kicking field goals. Um, same thing, honestly, with the Washington defense, because that's not a bad defense either. So... 
I think I'll go with Zerloin just based off of what he's done recently. Um, although he really tried to screw me over. Well, he did screw me over in that first matchup. Granted, a lot of things screwed me over in that first week, but he was not doing me any favors. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought you were going to cut him after week one. I was sitting there with you, and, and you, you looked like you were going to have a conniption on, on the couch. You were, you were losing so, it. Honestly, after week one, I just like didn't care enough about fantasy at that moment in time to even think about like my <laughs> kicker situation. I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, I have enough other yeah. issues. <laughs> Um, I did. I, I really didn't even look at it until that yeah. until Sunday, and that's when, or whenever they, yeah, Sunday, and that's when I was like, all right, well, maybe I should think about it. And at the end, I decided, eh, we'll rock with it and see what happens. So, I, I mean, he's he's performed. You know, he made up for it last week. So, hopefully, he keeps that trend. But yeah, man, I I think defense. You've definitely got the advantage going up against Justin Fields. Is it's going to be tough for him, especially if Jadavion and Miles um, Garrett show up. That's really going to be tough on him. Yeah, and then kick. And I think yeah. I think I'm going to win win either way because if Browns defense doesn't do well and Justin Fields pops off, then I'm going to flip him to somebody for quite <laughs> a big price tag. So either way, I think I win. <laughs> and by somebody, do you mean Joe? Is that is that who we're referring to here? No, I had nobody in mind. But if he plays well, a running quarterback, someone's going to want him. I hope. Yeah. Or 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 they could want Jalen Hurts, and then I fuck Jalen Hurts and roll with Justin Fields. It all just depends. Always looking for that move. Yeah. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna have to see a little more out of Jalen Hurts before I'm I'm sold on him. But you know, he hasn't done terrible so far. So. I think he's been QB five, I believe, so far. Granted, only two games, so. Take with that what you will. Yeah, no, no, not played bad at all, especially with with how you know people were speculating on him on how he was going to do. He's definitely a lot better yeah. than I think people thought he would. If I know you, you might be a little biased on this one, Cameron. But uh, who do you who do you got winning this week? Uh, I don't like talking about myself before, but. <laughs> Nah, I'm going to win. I'm not going to sit here and be humble and be like, oh, I think Ben will. No, I'm going to win. Um, It's me versus Ben. As you saw in Ultra City, I beat Ben in everything yeah. I do. So this is this is going to be no different. That, this is going to continue the rivalry. That is um, Sorry, Ben, but I won't just tell you. Um, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like, oh, I think I'm going to lose. I, <laughs> I don't. Um, granted, do I think it'll be a blowout? Not necessarily, no. Do I think Ben has no shot? Or will I be, like, shell-shocked if, like, something happens and I do lose? It's fantasy, so I won't be shocked. But I'm not going to sit here on this podcast and be like, oh, I think Ben's going to win. No, I'm going to win. Um, Hands down. Bet it. Write it down. Tweet it. Retweet it. Do whatever you got to do. Oh, don't worry, Cam. The, the, the podcast listeners are going to are gonna hear your take. So I'm glad. They'll, they'll get to hear what you have to say. Hey, man. I'm coming for the championship. I don't care about no reads two time or however many times you've won it. Hey, he's he's two time, but he's zero two right now. That's what so I'm that, saying. That, that's right now, every year is a new year. Exactly, exactly, exactly. I think I think Ben passed down the, the lose a bunch of games to start the season to uh, to read this year. Let's see if we can bounce back like Ben did last year. Ben almost made the playoffs last year, despite how really bad his team started off. 
Yeah, I think I think Reed would prefer not to go zero and eight to start the season, but but he, yeah, I don't think anyone should bet on doing what Ben miraculously pulled off last year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, you gifting Terry Kill really helped him a lot, but well, obviously, I didn't know we were doing a um, keeper. keeper league this year. Yeah, yeah, Lewis got over with that, but it is what it is. Yeah, Camp, I'm. I'm gonna have to bet against you, unfortunately, in this one. I just good. I love it. Yeah, I love it. You bet against I'm, me last week too. I love that's it. That's true. That's true. Uh, I just I'm really liking Ben's matchups a lot more. I think you've got tough matchups on the ground with Zeke going against Phillies D, who who didn't surrender very many rushing yards last week, and then Buffalo absolutely shut down Miami and um, Pittsburgh's rushing offense, which. You know, neither of those are really stellar, but I, I really like Buffalo's front, and I'm a little concerned that J.D. McKissick's going to get a bunch of passing yards and, and maybe steal some uh, points from Gibson. Like he better not. If he does, Ron Rivera got to come see me. No more is McKissick. <laughs> no, no more. Uh, uh-uh. uh. Last week was the most infuriated I've been watching a football game that wasn't a Steeler game in yeah. a while. Mind boggling. Better not happen again. Now, Ron Rivera, I hope you're listening. Yeah. If it happens again, I'm gonna find you. <laughs> nope. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna if I'm giving a score, which I'll let you give a score in a second, I think right now ESPN's got it uh 113.9 Ben and 109.4 to you. I think I think you'll go over your point total. I think you'll get around 112, 113, but I think Ben's gonna end up with somewhere around the 130s this week. I just really think his matchups are, are pretty favorable this week compared to yours. But uh, I'll let you give your take on, on what you think the score outcome will be. I'm going to predict a hmm, 124.3 to 116.5 victory for me. I think I think it'll be close up okay. until the end. I think I don't know who. But I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a surprise touchdown that I wasn't expecting. Um, or maybe, just, or maybe just I think, or maybe just a big day from that Browns defense where they get me, you know, a pick six or a scoop six. And I think that's gonna be a, a difference maker. It's a bold claim, but I'm making it, and that's what's gonna happen because I said so. Yeah. So it sounds like Monday night's gonna really be the deciding factor on who wins this I hope match. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if it does come down to that, I think, and it's close, I think I like you. If if it really is close on Monday, Zeke versus Devontae Smith, I think is a uh, favorable matchup for you. I hope so. And I got Jalen Hurts as well on oh, Monday. Right. So I forgot Jalen Hurts Monday night. Wow, yeah. If I, if I can be within 15 points coming into Monday, if you're within 15, I'm giving it to you. I mean, that's in, that. I mean, the quarterback is going to average about 20, and Zeke at about 10. True. I think if you're within 30 to 35, you got a really good shot at winning. You hear that, Ben? You better put me down early. You give me any breath <laughs> of life is over for you. I promise. You better put me down early. I think so too. I mean, yeah. But we'll have, we'll have to wait and see. Come Monday, I know. I know 11:30 will come, and somebody will be sending in the chat. <laughs> letting us know who, who won. Don't worry, I will. 
I'll let you all know. <laughs> well, Cam, let's uh, let's move to a new matchup. Is there one that you would like to look at next, or or do you not care? Um, I say let's give a plug to uh to Cam's OnlyFans stand account. Okay. <laughs> um, shout out to Austin for the name. Now, do you, are, do you know what Stan means? Because I'm going to be honest. I have I read that, and I got it other than the Stan account. I, I didn't get that. Oh, Cam. Okay. Okay, so Eminem had a song. I can't believe I'm sitting there explaining Eminem. God damn. So Eminem had a song called Stan a while ago, and it's basically about just a crazy fan whose name was Stan. You know, in a music video. You, I'm sure you've seen the music video. There's no way you haven't seen it or heard it before. Um, you know, the guy is just writing drunken letters to Eminem, ends up uh, taking his girl and himself over a lake or something like that and killing them both. Um, pretty dark, but that's kind of what Eminem does. Oh. So nowadays, you know, anyone who's just a wild fan, like unnecessarily so, like extremely biased and all that stuff, you call them stamps. You know, so you could probably say I'm like a Kyrie Irving stan. Just because I'm going to defend him, regardless, no matter what he does. Um, if he says the earth is flat, the earth is flat. It is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, my God. Um, so that is the meaning behind his name. Um, for those wondering, I do not have an OnlyFans account yet. Gotcha. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> that might come up. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I think, I think you're coming to the wrong crowd with an Only OnlyFans account. <laughs> hey, man, but they are my friends. Y'all really my friends. Y'all would, you know promote my OnlyFans account and give me some money. So I think I got to let you guys know about it before <laughs> anybody else. <laughs> hey, man, I mean, you do you, man. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> um. So, yeah, looking into this, I think oh, Joe doesn't have a quarterback in there. Oh, okay, he is. Well, I just I just took a look. He, he traded out Tannehill for Stafford, which I think is actually a pretty solid pickup for Joe as far as QB replacements go. Yeah. Even this week, that my thing is just about like with Stafford playing uh, the Bucks. Yeah, but I I honestly think I've seen two weeks of the Bucks defense and and Dallas absolutely gashed them, and then and then Matt Ryan, I mean he threw two pick sixes, but I mean he wasn't you know having super difficulties moving the ball down on them, so. I, I mean, I like Matt Stafford, even in a tough matchup. And I think because it's a tough matchup, it's going to force him to throw the ball even more. Yeah. I think I think it could be an interesting matchup between these two. Um, personally, I think it is a crime that Austin has Cooper Cup in his flex. Um, granted, given the draft position, like it was fair. I don't think anyone predicted Cooper Cup would start off this hot. But... Oh my god! It's yeah. ridiculous. I also think him having Kamara and Eckler is, I mean, because Kamara I think is only going to just play better. I think he had a, he had a bad week last week, but I don't think that'll be like yeah. the norm for him. Um, no. honestly, I think overall, I really think Austin just has too much firepower. Like they're probably projected once Stafford gets in the lineup to be relatively close to the same. Um. And I just think Shane's yeah. team has yeah. more of a boom potential, while Joe's team might have more bust in there. Um, because I don't know how I feel about Courtland Sutton 
going into this week. I just, I just don't know what, what I'm going to get from him and and that them, that Broncos um, offense as a whole. Um, also, AJ Brown has been. It's it's just tough for all those uh, Tennessee guys. Well, the receivers anyway. Um, you know, I think they're all playing behind Derrick Henry as far as touches go. Let alone now, now he has to share the ball with Julio. Um, and Edmonds hasn't gone off to the hottest start, and he loses goal line touches. So, I just think Austin's team has more boom potential than Joe's does at the moment. Not that Joe's team like couldn't win, or he's a bad team. But I do think he has a pretty solid team. Um, I just think the matchups kind of favor Shannon because I mean he has three people playing against Kansas City's defense. That has not been very good. Um, and I don't think it's much easier than that. For and, and three big players with like Allen, Eckler, and Herbert. Um, so I think his toughest matchup is probably just yeah. going to be Logan Thomas going up against Buffalo. Which I mean, I think Logan Thomas will be fine. So I don't, I don't think there's that many options for Heineke to go to other than Thomas and uh. What's his name? McLaurin, yeah. Because he's damn sure not going to freaking Tony Gibson, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was that was weird last week seeing I, I think Antonio Gibson had maybe one or two receptions and that might be generous. It it was very it was very much just run Antonio Gibson. No no pass catching, which was very surprising. But you know, then again, you never really know week to week. I mean Eckler started week one with zero receptions. And then last week had, I want to say close to 10. So it's just one of those, you really never know. But I I agree with you on, on this one. Just, I do think Austin has too much firepower. I mean, it's one glaring weakness that I'm seeing is probably going to be Logan Thomas. But honestly, if Logan Thomas gets you eight to 10 points, I think you're happy. Um, Joe, Ah, uh, you know, I think Jonathan Taylor, it's really been, and I think it's maybe just the Colts offense, but man, has he been so mediocre the, the start the season. And as much as Tennessee's defense has been bad against the pass, they have been pretty solid at the run from what I've seen. So, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if I like these matchups for Joe this week. I think Sutton, like you said, I think Sutton is is definitely got a easier matchup against the Jets, and Kelsey is going to go out and get twenty no matter what. I mean, that's that's the one thing you can count on for with Joe's team is that Travis Kelsey is going to get his, and nobody's going to stop him from doing that. But yeah, I I think I think the matchup favors favors Austin for this week for sure. Do you have a MVP or somebody you think is going to really make the difference in this matchup for either team? Um, let's see. I think honestly, I think I say look for a big game from Calvin Ridley. I think he hasn't really popped yet. The way we, you know, the way he kind of did a lot of times last year. Um. I think we could see him pop off for like a nice little 25 point ish performance against the Giants. Um, so I think, I think Calvin Ridley is the guy that I have my eye on. 
Um, I do have a question though. How do you feel about Allen Robinson? Because he hasn't played particularly like well necessarily to start the season, but he does finally now have or a competent quarterback in Justin Fields now that Andy Dalton's out of there. How do you feel about him moving forward? You know, every year when I go to draft, I see Allen Robinson, and I just – he's one of those guys – I don't know if you have this. When you go to draft, you just refuse to draft. But he's one of those guys. It doesn't matter. He could have a 20-point game one week. I, I just refuse to have him on my team. And it's not, <laughs> it's not because he's a bad player. I just hate the Bears' offense that much, and I do not trust any person throwing him the ball. Now, the upside, I think, with Justin Fields coming in is that he's going to look for somebody to get the ball to. And I think I think rookie quarterbacks tend to focus on whoever their best guy is or whoever they think they can get the ball to. And I think Allen Robinson's going to be that guy for him. So, I mean, I look for Justin Fields to look to him early and often next week. I think he has 15-plus targets. It's going to be that much. And uh, Cleveland's defense hasn't shown me anything that would tell me that he could not go for 20 to 25 points this week. I mean, they've gotten gashed by Houston and Kansas City to open up the first two weeks. Now, obviously, Kansas City is a pretty good team, but the way they got opened up by Tyrod when he was healthy last week is concerning for me if I'm a, a Browns fan. Yeah, I think it's definitely kind of concerning. Um, I'm rolling with them on defense just because it's a rookie quarterback's first game. Those yeah. don't always end up being the best. Even if they are like do end up being good, those aren't necessarily always the best. I'm rolling with that. But I think Robinson will be better at the very least until or if Andy Dalton comes back in the lineup. Because um, I don't know what's going to happen. I think you could we could very easily see Fields play well enough to where like Andy Dalton just kind of gets you know booted out. Um. Kind of similar to how I guess Romo got kind of kicked out the lineup whenever he got hurt and Dak kind of stepped in. Um. Yeah. Again, I think I think Shannon's got this. That is this one on lock. Um. Granted, I see a lot of potential for Joe's team. Um. Especially sitting on his bench, I think he has valuable pieces. He can. I think Joe's really a traded to away. Um. From being where he wants to be. You know. Um. Smart trades. <laughs> Um, but <laughs> you yeah. know, yeah, I'm shocked that Godwin on his bench. Yeah, but so knowing Joe, Joe's always, in my opinion, been a big Allen Robinson person. So I'm not surprised he's Allen Robinson in ahead of him. Um, I'm unsure about but, Sutton uh, being ahead of him. Yeah, but you know, maybe yeah. maybe the um the matchups because Sutton is just playing the Jets while Godwin is playing the Rams. So. You know, maybe it's a matchup thing. I personally don't. While matchups matter, I'm a fan of, like, start your dogs. You know? Um, like, I wouldn't bench someone who I think is a better player just because he's an unfavorable matchup. Yeah. That really is only reserved for people who are, like, neck and neck, who I don't know who I actually want to start. But, you know, granted, you know, maybe there's, there's more time. Yeah. To, I guess change it if he wants to. But and, and Sutton did ball out last week. So it's not like Sutton – hasn't had a good game. Yeah. Like that. True. So. That's true. That's true. Yeah. I, I definitely, I definitely look for, you know, I think honestly, Justin Fields is, is starting the rest of the season. 
I think this is one of those situations where Andy Dalton has gotten hurt maybe earlier than what the Bears wanted. But I I don't even think it'll matter if Justin Fields goes out and plays mediocrity or plays terrible. I think they're going to start him because he's going to be their future and they're going to want him to get experience. So I really don't think now that you've opened yeah. this can of worms, you're going to you're going to suddenly go, "Oh, I'm going to bench him." Unless he, I unless he just comes out there and has Zach Wilson type performances week in week out, then I'm I'm not seeing him getting benched again. My thing is the fact that like all the rookie quarterbacks, none of them have been particularly impressive. I mean, you can probably make, maybe make the argument the most impressive one has been, you know, Lance hasn't played, and maybe, like, Mac Jones has been the most impressive, but I think more than anything, Bill Belichick is just, like, not letting him do a lot so he can't mess things up. Yeah. You know, yeah, I don't think it's Mac Jones playing lights out. He's just not – he's not given an opportunity to mess up while being on the field. So I think even if Field struggles his first couple of games, I personally don't see the benefit of benching him. Um, you know, every other rookie quarterback gets to go out there and have growing games, you know, let Justin Fields have it as well. Yeah, no, I agree. Nobody's really impressed with the, the rookie uh, quarterback position this year. Um, and I, I agree that Mac Jones is really in a system offense. And I think this is – I think he's playing – Belichick's playing him like he played Brady when he, Brady first came into the league. He's very much go in there, let's hand the ball off. We need you to make some passes. We'll ask you to make some passes. Just don't turn the ball over. Uh, that's pretty much, I think, what Belichick is is trying to do for for Mac Jones. And hey, if that works, then by all means, I mean, do what works. I do think it's probably the best strategy for a rookie quarterback. You know, I'm not a fan of like sitting him just for the sake of sitting him because they don't. You're not going to learn not like you know not getting the you know uh, QB one reps in practice and stuff like that. So I do think they should be playing, getting the growing pains, and making the mistakes, and learning learning through them, but. I think also at the same time, just not having an air raid offense with a rookie quarterback is probably the way to go. You know, let him make some passes, get his confidence up, you know, but, you know, not maybe throwing it, chucking it downfield the whole time just to get a bunch of pick sixes and whatnot. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it all depends on what offense you walk into. I mean, there's some there's uh, some Hall of Famers who have uh, sat behind some quarterbacks for some years to then come in and, and be really good. Mahomes comes to mind and uh, Steve Young or, or Aaron Rodgers. But it really does depend on what the offense is. I mean, the ability to come and sit behind somebody who can still do well for the team and not get thrust into the, the role can help. But, you know, not every team is going to have that option. Or Yeah, they weren't sitting behind any Dawson garbage ass. So yeah. it's a little bit different for them. But uh, I, do feel what you, I do feel what you're saying, though, for sure. Um, if you had to give this a score prediction, Cam, what what are you giving it? Um, I think I will go one eighteen to one hundred nine. Shannon. All right, that that's fair. That's fair. I think I definitely rolling with Shannon on this one too. I'm I'm gonna give Shannon probably higher than 118. I think Shannon's team goes off. I think Shannon goes for about 140 this week. I think Joe's team doesn't do terribly, but I think Joe ends up with about a 110. So I'm thinking I'm thinking Shannon blows out blows out uh, Joe this week, 140 to 110, something around that. 
Man. So Shannon moves to three and zero. Book it. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to start giving Shannon some props, especially if he, he moves to three and zero. Did you actually put him at like the bottom of the power rankings to begin this? I put him at nine last week. Um, but to be fair on that one, he had he beat Reed and had one of the lowest scores in week one. So I didn't feel like his team until they proved that they could like score some points deserved to be, you know, up higher in the rankings. That's fair. That's fair. But I mean, if he, he starts out three and zero, I mean, he'll move up the power rankings this week, but if, if he starts out three and zero, then I'm definitely going to have to move him up a lot further. Yeah. Don't choke Shannon. <laughs> Spiky boy KD did against the Warriors. <laughs> Oh, man. Man. Well, the Warriors returned the favor in that one, you know, blowing blowing 3-1 leads. They did indeed. And then they went and cried to Kevin Durant. Makes me sick. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Camp. Do we want to move on to my matchup or we want to move on to Huseman versus Reed? We can get your matchup. All right. All right. We got uh, Big Johnson. Coming off a, a very, very bad performance this last week uh, versus my rejuvenated team who, who decided to play football this last week, Salisbury University, uh, T3 athlete. And uh, I'm going to be honest, I, and this is straight up, I like my matchups this week. I, I think I got a lot of favorable matchups against some, some uh, weaker teams, so. I don't know. I'm feeling pretty confident, especially after Derrick Henry went for 47 points last week. Yeah, I don't blame you for the confidence. Um, fun fact, I don't know if this has changed since I checked earlier today, but uh, Big Wayne Johnson, the only one to not make a single uh, free agent pickup or move whatsoever since the draft. He has the exact <laughs> same team. Everyone else has done like at least something. He has done yeah. nothing. <laughs> which is not the most surprising thing. Um, sometimes I wonder how much he pays attention to the league other than setting his lineups. Um, part of me feels like Jordan just wants the second team and is using his dad as an excuse, but <laughs> without any actual evidence of that, um, you know, yeah, I yeah, do th- I do like your matchups better in all seriousness. I think Aaron Rodgers versus San Fran is not the most ideal um, Dalvin Cook versus Seattle, I think they could be down big to where they're going to need to, you know, pass the football a lot. Um, you know, I don't know how I feel about Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I've always been kind of iffy on him as a whole. Oh, um, Man, I don't yeah, really, I, I mean, I think even if he has, I think, you know, eight points, something like that, he can do. But I'm not really expecting much out of him. Um, However, I do expect DK to have more of a bounce back game than he had last week. Um, again, just the whole Minnesota's garbage defense, you know, I think it'd be plenty of ball to go around. I think, you know, he'll make yeah. something happen. Um, who else does he have? Don't know how I feel about Tyler Higby. Yeah, that's a – if there was any move he could make, it would be getting rid of Tyler Higby. Yeah, but I mean, it's just because I don't know what he's going to make the move for, you know. 
Yeah, he may have he may have waited a little too long. But I mean, he's Daz Godart. Godare, however you pronounce his name. Oh yeah, Goddard. Goddard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um yeah. which I mean, I think he's more touchdown dependent than anything else. But I think you might be more likely to touch down than Higby. Um you yeah. know, I think uh Thielen Thielen's been pretty decent, you know. Twenty five points in the week one. You know, really thirteen a week too. I think I think he's gonna just get a lot of targets. You know, with him, Justin Jefferson, he'll get a lot of targets. And he'll, he'll um he'll put up some points. But looking at your team, I mean, Lamar Jackson versus Detroit, I think is just gonna be, you know, a cakewalk for Lamar Jackson. I'd be surprised if it isn't. You know, yeah, I'll be. Um, <laughs> Derrick Henry versus you know Coach. I mean, it's it's Derrick Henry. You know, I think I think Titans offense will, you know, have a bounce back. I think they're going to, you know, continue the momentum of what they did in the second half of last week and, you know, really push forward. Um, I, I'm hoping, and this might be the Steelers fan to me, um, especially playing against the Bungles, that uh, Najee Harris uh, goes off. Um, he hasn't really had the big game <laughs> that you would expect for us spending the first-round pick on him instead of offensive oh, linemen, wow. but that's neither here nor there. You know, um, granted, he kind of got yeah. built up by touchdown last week. But I think with Ben's peck injury and questions concerning yes. that, I think we're going to be doing a lot more running the football. Um, so, you know, I hope he comes to play because Steelers are going to need him for sure. Um, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I, yeah. I was, he flashed some promise this last week with that touchdown. I, that was a, uh, that was nice to see. And then the, the worst thing to see was Deontay Johnson catch a meaningless pass and then injure his knee on the, the last play. Of the there was no reason for him to be in the game. The game was, was over. Yeah. Yeah, I was pretty frustrated with that when I saw him limping. I was like, oh, man, on that play, that, that's what we're going to lose him here for. <laughs> yeah. So that'll be, that'll be interesting. And, again, I think, you know, I think he'll play, but I don't know how effective he'd be. I think with him being slightly injured and Ben being slightly injured, even if they both play, that'll be an iffy one. Um, granted, unfortunate for you, yeah. I don't know what other receivers you can put there. Um, I mean, you put Rondell Moore in there, and then I guess if you want to go with Singletary as your flex, um, you know, who... Yeah, my bench depth is a little weak, that's for sure. That's probably one of my yeah. weaknesses. But, I mean, I don't think Singletary's played bad, necessarily. I mean, he had a touchdown to kind of save yeah. him last week. But he still had, you know, 82 yards. Yeah. Like he's, he's averaged six and a half carries or yards per attempt per carry this season so far. So, granted, Washington's defense is pretty good. But so is Steelers. So, that might be the move, honestly. I don't know if I trust DeAndre, Deontay Johnson this week. Yeah, no, I'm considering and monitoring his status, especially if he's – I always love how they always do like a he'll play and then you watch him play and he gets like 20 snaps and catches like two balls for 15 yards. And you're like, why didn't they just rule him out? <laughs> oh, it, it, it's, it's all the mind games of the NFL. They like yeah. to say, oh, he's playing, make it look like he's playing, so he's playing for him, you know, just to not play him and don't tell any fantasy owners. Yeah. I've seen a week screwed over, but they don't care about yeah. us at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely – I definitely went out and spent some money on the market this week, hoping Rondell Moore will will uh, will help. And then I don't know. I'm liking 
the Panthers' defense, especially against Houston this week. Uh, Davis Mills, uh, I think they're going to feast on him. So I'm, I'm hoping that the Panthers' defense comes out and gives me a nice 15 points or something like that. I mean, they've played well. I mean, they've only given them, what, 21 points all season? So, yeah. I mean, now just get just against Houston, I don't think – again, sorry, Shannon, I don't expect much out of Houston <laughs> – um, I, I think that's a pretty you know safe matchup. Um, 49ers versus Green Bay is interesting. Um, because ideally I do like San Fran's defense, but yeah, you know Aaron Rodgers can always pull off some Aaron Rodgers stuff. I don't I don't think it'll be like a low like a super low scoring game for them. Like I think you know around their pro, you know projection of five points is probably fair for them. Um, I don't think it'll be too bad. I just don't know if I expect greatness because Aaron Rodgers also doesn't turn the ball over much. So I don't know how many points we'll get from that aspect of it. Yeah. Um, and then kicker wise, you know, well, Rams offense has been on fire and are playing the Dolphins without Tua. Um, granted, Brissett's a decent backup, but I think that could be a not only about blowout, but a pretty comfortable win. Where I think the kicker will be very active. Um, then again, Harrison Bucker, the Kansas City kicker, is always going to be active. Um, I'd say it's kind of a wash, but I might give the edge to you in the kicker battle um, in this one. Yeah, it's tough to project kickers, and I, I think the Chargers de- or the yeah the, the Chargers yeah. Um, their defense is is a little bit better, maybe, or along the same level. If the chief, it's really just if the Chiefs are forced to kick field goals, which is, a lot of teams struggle to do that. So I don't know how many field goals Butker will be attempting, and then I don't know with the the Las Vegas Raiders how much. But I don't know. For me, I, I feel confident going into this week. I'm hoping that Wayne continues his his struggles, his team struggles. I haven't really seen much from Wayne's team that I think he got, he got unlucky in week one. I think he probably should have beat Joe. Aaron Rodgers had his worst performance of his life. And then last week he just got absolutely blitzed and uh, didn't really, his team didn't really show up. So I don't know. I don't know. I think if I had to give a score predict prediction for this one right now, ESPN's got it uh 122.4 to me. And 116.1 to Wayne. I think I'm going to go on the high side on this. I think I put up probably around the 130. And uh, Wayne puts up about a 120 on this one. But I walk away with the win and then move to 2-1. and one And Wayne starts reevaluating his roster at 0-3. So, first off, Wayne's not reevaluating anything. He's going to see he's lost. <laughs> he's going to crack up another beer. And he's going to keep on <laughs> this day. Yeah, you're right. He's going to get a bunch of trade offers. He's not going to respond to them at all. He's going to keep rolling with this team exactly how it is. Um, uh, I do think you pull off the win. Um, I actually like the 122 prediction that ESPN gave you, surprisingly, because I usually hate all the predictions. But I think it's, you know, yeah, I think it's a fair prediction. I'm going to go 122 for you. Uh, to be different, I'm going to go 124. But to... I think honestly, I think Wayne can put up a dud. I'm gonna go with 97 for Wayne. Um, I'm not a super fan of it. I'm not a huge fan of his matchups, to be honest. Okay. Well, um, I don't like the Woods and Higby matchup. I don't like Aaron Rodgers matchup. Even if he doesn't play yeah. poorly, I don't know how much he'll put up. 
I think Gavin Cook can be down big and he'll be passing early. Don't trust Clyde. Um, I think, yeah, I think matchup wise, it's just not great for winning this week. And I think he might put up, a, and I, I don't think 95, 97 is a dud. Um, people definitely put up lower numbers. Um, but I think, I, I think he'll be sub 100 for this week. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I definitely could see that if the matchups definitely play into how his team plays. I definitely think that it could be a sub-100 kind of week for him. We will just have to wait and see what happens here. All right, let's move on to our last matchup of the the week. We've got newly changed, um, formerly the Eagles trade block, now injured reserve Nick Huseman. Versus the 0-2, potentially 0-3, two-time Reed Sider. I hate how he's been all, is always playing off of these, like, Joe trades, man. He's always talking about <laughs> making his team name. I hate it so much. Oh, um, my gosh. He's a professional troll, that one is. Um, yes, 100% agree. <laughs> this is an interesting matchup. Because, um, personally, I don't think Reed's team – is as bad as he's been playing. Um, no. So, I like, I can good. always, like, I can definitely see Reed, like, putting up more than a one-weight projection. Um, personally, I don't think I expected him to be 0-2 at this point. I think in the beginning, ESPN projection would be, like, in the top whatever. And they have him, and they have him down, they have him down, like, 10 oh, as like, of earlier yeah. today, I think it was. Um, yep, I moved up one slot oh, to yeah, number nine, put- making moves. But um, <laughs> but you know, so granted, but Josh Allen against Washington isn't the best matchup. Um, I think Allen will be fine. Um, but I don't know. I I don't think I can guarantee he gets to his projection of like the twenty two points. So that's a little concerning. Um, I think Nick Chubb's been an animal. Um, I think it really comes down to who gets what touches and where they're at. Um, I think because I think they'll be up more. Chubb will get more of the touches um, as uh, the other running back, um, Hunt, sorry. Uh, it tends to get more of the passing downs, and I think they'll be probably running more than they will be passing this week. Um, to hell with Miles Sanders. I'll never forgive him for last year. He's going to put up a dud. I hate him. That's all I have to say about him. Um, Stephon Diggs. <laughs> Um, you know, kind of similar with Josh Allen. I think he'll play well. Um, I don't know how much of the boom potential he'll get just playing as Washington, but you know, all it takes is one play, you know, to boost you up one little, you know, one sixty yard touchdown pass. You know, that's twelve points right there. Or I guess twelve and a half in theory. You know, um Mike Evans versus the Rams is interesting. Um, you know, Tom Brady finds a way. God, Tom Brady just won't go away. He is such a pain in the ass. How the hell is he this good at age 40, whatever? It's beyond me. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. I don't I don't yeah. expect Mike Evans to get two touchdowns again this week. You know, I kind of think probably realistically, like, I think his ceiling will probably be around the six, 16 points. Um, I don't know if he gets there, but I don't think he gets above that necessarily. Um... I'm a big Kyle Pitts fan. Um, he's playing decently well, especially for a um, first uh, a rookie tight end because they usually don't do much. 
Um, I don't know how it works for him. Cause yeah. he, he's getting targets. He's gotten 14 targets on a season, which isn't bad. Um, and I think the Giants, if I'm not mistaken, their DBs are better. Are probably the better part of their defense. So I think – and their linebackers aren't great. So I think that's where Pitts can kind of take advantage. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Chenault right now. I love him as a player, but I'm not – I'm all the way out on that horrible Jacksonville offense. Um, I don't think Urban Meyer knows what the hell he's doing. Um, probably should go back to college. Really just, just – just retire and call it a career, man. He's done enough. You don't have to keep doing this. <laughs> like, there's no reason he's still coaching right now. Um, so, granted, they will be passing a lot, though, because Arizona's going to blow them out, most likely. So, you know, Chanel can always get, you know, those kind of unimportant touchdowns that don't really matter in the game, but matter for fantasy. Um, I think the Saints defense will do well against the rookie quarterback in Mac Jones. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how many turnovers we'll get because I feel like uh, what's his name, Bill Belichick, will kind of um, he doesn't let Mac Jones air it out like that. So I think you know I don't know how many turnovers they'll get, but I think they'll kind of hold them down. I, be, I think we have a lot of punting this game both ways, to be honest. Um, and then taking a look over at Houston's team, Mahomes is going to be Mahomes. Yeah. There's nothing you can yeah. do about it. Dread it, run from it, but it's inevitable. You know, um, you know, uh, Joe Mixon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how I feel about him. In theory, the Steelers, you know, run defense is pretty good. However, we're dealing with some injuries to you know T.J. Watt, Alualu. So I, I, I don't know what their availability is. Um, yeah. So. Devin Bush yeah, Devin Bush missed too, time. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't, and they all could play. I just don't know. So, as of right yeah. now, yeah, that's true. I think keeping it at that projection of fifteen is fine. Um, it could definitely be lower. It could be higher depending on how things happen. But I think it'll be a low scoring game personally, from both sides. So I might go on a little bit lower end. Um, Josh Jacobs. I, again, injury concerns, I'm not sure. Um, uh, I think he's listed as questionable right now. Um, and I think I, I think it could be, like, a relatively easy game for the Raiders, which, you know, maybe instead of Josh Jacobs getting all those, like, garbage time carries, they go, yeah. you know, to someone else just off the strength of, like, you know, resting him. Um so, not that that's going to happen. It's just something that could. So, I don't know how I feel about Jacobs going into this yeah. one. Um, honestly, Adams going against San Fran is, you know, I don't think anyone going against San Fran is great. But it's still Devontae Adams. So, he'll get his catches. He'll get his targets. You know, it really just depends on how this game goes. Because I think it could be a lower scoring game. So, I think he'll be really be relying on the targets and yards and hoping he gets a touchdown at some point in the game. Um, see, DJ Moore, he's played well, honestly. Um, what 12 and then 18 points, you know, and again, playing against Houston, you can have he can definitely boom in this week. Um, Hawkinson's been a dog. I wanted him, he's been stolen from me like the rat he is. Um, yeah, I'll never forgive him for that unless you want to trade me him (laughs) for uh, AJ Dillon, then I got you. Um, Uh, 
He might have to one We'll up. talk. Maybe I'll throw in uh, Justin Fields because he's going to ball out. I'm calling it right now. That's going to be the trade. When Justin Fields balls out, Justin Fields yeah. and T.J. Hawkinson, bet it. Um, yeah. He's only got Patrick Mahomes. So I, I oh, think you always need to back up. He, Patrick Mahomes is going to have a bye week. Yeah. At some point, you That's never true. know. And with COVID, you never know what's going to happen. That's true. Um, That's true. By the way, I hate Mahomes' voice. Like, it is, like, borderline, like, as bad as, like, Andrew Luck's voice. He sounds like the Cookie Monster. Like, just... He's just your average sneakerhead, man. He needs, he needs... Drink some tea with honey or something, man. His vocal cords are fucked up. Anyway. um, <laughs> oh, Daryl Henderson. <laughs> he's played well. Um... So far, um, I don't know for sure how I feel about it. Just going up against the Bucks defense, which has not been kind to running backs. Um, but I do think that they can get into, you know, the, the red zone, get on the goal line situation. You know, I think he might get those uh, carries. Um, but he's also coming off of injury. Um so I'm not a fan of him going against the Bucks coming off the injury right now. Um, Patriots, same thing I said with the Saints earlier. I think it'll be a little scoring yeah. game both ways. Um, don't know how many turnovers will be involved. Again, well, with Jameis, you can maybe bet on at least one. Um, you know, then he has a young god, young Hoku. <laughs> greatest name I've ever seen in my life. Young um, Hoku. <laughs> you know, playing against the Giants. Which I think he will do well against the Giants. Uh, just because I don't know how many touchdowns Atlanta will score, but I think I don't think the Giants' defense is good enough to keep him out of you know field goal range for the most part. Um, unfortunately, I think I have to ride with Houston in this one. Not unfortunately, unfortunately for Reed. Um, I don't give a damn who wins, but unfortunately for Reed, yeah. I think I have to, I have to ride with um <laughs> Houston. Um, I think it'll be. I think this will be a close one though. I think it'll be a nail biter. If I had to give it a final score, um, I think this could be a lower scoring game. I think we could really be looking at like a 105, 100 ish victory for Houston. I think it'll be a low scoring matchup, but still close at the same time. Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm, if I'm looking at Houston's team right now, I'm, I'm really hating Daryl Henderson in the lineup. Uh, one, he's coming off an injury. Two, he's playing Tampa Bay's defense. I think, I think the smarter choice is probably Robert Tanyan. I know, uh, or Marvin Jones Jr. I know Huseman's a huge fan of that two tight end formation. Um, that honestly might be the better shot. I, I really do not like either of Huseman's running backs in this week. I think, I think Mixon is. I think Mixon is a very average running back in a very average offensive line, if not very porous offensive line and he's playing Pittsburgh's front. I, I look for that to be a bad matchup. Josh Jacobs. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just not sold on Josh Jacobs. I mean, I, this could be a week where he bounces back, but based off of week one, I mean, he has two touchdowns and 32 yards. I mean, it may end up being one of those where they lean on the run game just because of how badly they're beating Miami. Um, because two has already been ruled out or pretty close to ruled out for this week. So I, I don't, I'm not expecting Jacoby Brissett to come in and light up the Las Vegas Raiders defense. 
but I'm not really sold on Jacobs. He's very much a feast or famine kind of guy, and he will need touchdowns in order for him to be productive. So if he's healthy, I'm not really sure. Whereas Reed's team, I'm not I'm not feeling LaVisca. Like you said, I'm not really sold on him. He's very much a slot guy. He's very much going to be the guy who catches, you know, potentially eight balls for 60 yards. Could he squeak in a touchdown this week? Um, yeah, I mean, sure. They're playing an Arizona defense who just got absolutely torched by Minnesota. But I don't, I don't know if the safer bet would to be put, to put in Will Fuller. But honestly, I'm not, I'm not really sold on any of Reed's bench players. <laughs> it's a little sketch, if I'm being honest. Yeah. But maybe, maybe Reed, you know something that I don't. Hey, I don't, I don't know. Taking some gambles, but you know, Reed, there, there is one thing I got to say to you is the. Uh, what goes around comes back around, and uh, you know what I'm talking about. Last year, you called me and dogged me for losing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, I try to be humble and Cameron and can hold a grudge. Apparently, I try to be humble in this league. But don't be calling me trying to rub it in my face. Amen. So you know, I didn't, I didn't get you back, but I'm just letting you know. <laughs> I gave you that that spanking this last weekend. Uh, what, what around? Goes background, so you know I'm not shedding talk any tears. Talk. I'm not shedding any tears over this 0 and 2 start, but uh, um, I think you'll bounce back this week, Reed. I got confidence in your team. I think I think Cam, you're right. It is going to be a low scoring affair. I look for it to be like a one 109 Reed. So I like the projection where they got him, and I think Huseman's team doesn't show up, and I think. Huseman's looking at about a, a 100 to 101. So I'm going to say 109 to 101. Reed squeaks out a victory and and avoids the 0 and 3 start that he is not wanting this year. You know what? I I'm I'm I'm, I'm switching up. Um, yeah, I think taking another look at it. Um, and also you had some compelling points as well. I think I'm going to roll with Reed. Um, I think Reed has slightly better matchups. I like his running backs a lot more. I know I dog Miles Sanders because he's he's sorry, um, but you know maybe he'll pick <laughs> it up. Who knows? Um, and I think I think Reed's gonna bounce back and squeeze out a close one. So I said Houston's gonna get like one hundred five before. So I'm gonna go, yeah, one ten, one hundred five in favor of Reed in this one. Okay. Okay. All right. We were, we were pretty much on the same wavelength on most of these matchups. I think there are only a couple that we, we differed on, but it's tough to predict week to week, Cam, as you've uh, seen on my predictions. They're usually pretty off. So I, I never. I, I hope you're from, you're from my game as well again this week. Keep betting against me. <laughs> yeah. 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 Cam, uh, that, that concludes all of our, our matchups for this week. Uh, before I let you go, I, w- I want to give you the opportunity to say anything you want to say to the to the haters out there or any any shout-outs or anything you wanted to to say before I let you go. So first off, um, to all the naysayers, thank you. I appreciate you. Um, you are <laughs> what keeps me going. You know what I'm saying? Um, to those of you who are doing well in the league so far, like uh, Austin and Jordan and, you know, whoever, um, you still ain't nothing. Um, 
you're probably going to end up, you know, failing at some point down the road. Um, you know, again, shout out to Austin, though. I very much do like his uh, team name. Um, and, okay, I got one thing to plug before we go. <laughs> OnlyFans account is starting up October 31st. Okay. Spooky season. Scary hours. All of it. Spooky. I'll have the link. <laughs> Halloween special. I'll have the link. It'll be free for the first week to anyone who subscribes. <laughs> oh my goodness wow that's quite a special hey man i'm a generous man what can i say yeah yeah i'll have to shout that out when i when you send it to me. <laughs> but hey man nonetheless though uh cam i do want to say um <clears throat> despite the negative comments on my team week after week uh the podcast has been a great idea great addition <laughs> to the um fantasy league um i appreciate you doing it you know, since Card is too busy to do this kind of stuff, you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> uh, but um, you know, appreciate it and thank you for having me on. This has been a lot more fun than I thought. Just talking would ever be, <laughs> but um, definitely had a good time. Thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, Cam, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to to come and chat on this podcast with me, and uh, you know. Maybe you'll turn my thoughts on your team uh, throughout this year, and uh, I look forward to seeing maybe maybe you pull the upset this week, man. Yeah, but not let me win this league, man. I'm going to be insufferable, I promise you. <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, man. Uh, well, Cam, I'm wishing you the best of luck this week and uh, hoping you have a good rest of the night, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You too. All right, man. See, See you. you. I want to thank Cam, first of all, for coming on the podcast, and uh, I really appreciate him taking the time to come on and um, talk about football this week and get his opinion. But without further ado, we will get into our week two power rankings, and uh, this week's power rankings are brought to you by Johnsonville Sausage. Thank you, Johnsonville. Thank you, Johnsonville. Uh, we appreciate you coming on here to uh, to give us some advertisement. Now, without further ado, I'd like to break down our week two power rankings. Starting and coming in at number one, we have a new leaderboard or leader of the power rankings. And it's uh, New Year, New Jards, Jordan. Jordan, I think after a resounding beatdown of Joe this last week, you've and starting out 2-0, and you've earned the right to be number one in the power rankings. Your team has looked pretty impressive. Um, I can't really hate on your team. And uh, they definitely have performed very admirably. And uh, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens in week three and if you can go to 3-0 and against Carter. Coming in at number two, we have Austin the only other 2-0 team, or Cam's only fan stan account. Uh, Austin, I, I did have you at number nine last week, and you've made a 
giant jump up the leaderboard. I'm still wondering how much your team will do, um, especially after a poor performance from Camara last week. Uh, I'm not 100% sold on your team yet, but you've definitely got the talent there to do um, to do pretty well this year. So sitting there at the number two team, um, the only other team with a 2-0 record, uh, I got to put you at number two for this week. Uh, moving down the power rankings, we've got number three. I'm going to keep uh, Carter, certified rubber boy, at number three, making a, a two, two power ranking slide down to three. Carter, I think week one, you had a great, great week one, and then week two was kind of obviously not what you were hoping for, but I think that was more of an anomaly than what's going to actually be happening most of this year, or at least you're hoping that. So I gotta I can't slide you too far. I'm still I'm still pretty impressed by your team and think that you have a really good team this year. Uh, number four, I'm moving myself up into number four, Salisbury University D three athlete. I think after a um, beatdown of Reed and an impressive 147 point performance this last week, I think I've earned the right to move up into the number four spot. Uh, lack of bench depth could prove an issue and some injuries right now, but I like my team and uh, I think I think I got a good chance to go two and one and, and keep the momentum rolling. Uh, number five, I'm going to go with injured reserve, uh, which is Huseman. Huseman, you, uh, you got a bounce back win after a tough week one loss, but with a good showing in week one. So I got to move you up to number five. I think your team is... Um, iffy with injuries and I'm not sure what's going to happen but you've got some great bench depth so I think even if you have some injury issues you should be able to bounce back and and have a good year I'm not sold on you doing well this week but then again I I haven't really been sold on your team all year so I'm just going to keep the train rolling on on not really sold on your team and but I'll give you the number five ranking uh for this week number six uh, I got my boy Bobby Schmandela, Ben, at number six. Uh, you squeaked by a win against me in week one um, by two points, and then you really didn't look that impressive up until Aaron Jones put on the performance of a lifetime against a terrible Detroit defense. You made it interesting against Huseman, uh, but you just didn't quite do enough to get a win. Still concerned about some of your pieces and um, how well your team can do throughout this year, but... You did enough, um, scored enough points this week for me to, to keep you not at the bottom. So I'm going to put you at number six for this week. Number seven, uh, we've got Bishop Sycamore Waterboy or Cam. Cam, you, you were our number 10 in the power rankings during week one. I've moved you up to number seven. Still going to need to see some uh, more from your team. You did beat the number one team, but I, I got to see if that was a fluke or or uh, if you, you're really bringing, bringing the heat um, against the other teams. So I'm moving you up to number seven, and if uh, you have an impressive performance this week against Ben, I could see you jumping up the rankings a bit. At eight, I've got Make It Hurts or Joe. Joe, I, I saw that you went on the uh, waiver wire and picked up Matthew Stafford. I think that's a great addition to your team. Definitely going to be better than um, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I think you've got still some great pieces, Joe. I think it's a little too early to sell on your team. Faced a tough mashup against um, Jards this last week, but I don't know, Joe. Uh, 
one and one is not a bad start, but definitely going to have to keep an eye out on your team. Um, hopefully they don't trend in the wrong direction. Coming in at number nine is Reed, the two-time. Reed, uh, 0-2 start, not what you were looking for. Team is, is put up not the greatest of production. Uh, week, week one, you had 80, 80-something points and then bounced back with a little over 100. Uh, I still think you've got a really good team as far as pieces on there. It's just they're not performing these first couple weeks. And uh, I think... The reason I got you at number nine, not number 10, is because I definitely think that you've got a better team than Big Johnson. Uh, Big Johnson, you're my uh, number 10, or Wayne. Wayne, I don't think you have the worst team I've ever seen. Maybe it's some unluckiness, but man, your team has not performed these first two weeks. I would say unlucky first week, but like I said at the beginning, you got to have a a huddle up with this team because this could be trending in the wrong direction. And, uh, yeah, this could go this could go bad quick. You got a tough matchup against me this week. Uh if you pull out the victory, that could be huge for your team. Um but we'll we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Uh that that's how I have the power rankings for this week, guys. Jordan, uh I think I got to re-mention this. Jordan a chance to go 3 and 0 and have bragging rights over Carter. That's our matchup for the week and I, I can't wait for this uh, week three to kick off tonight with Houston and Carolina uh, brings some interesting matchups, and uh, Jordan could get started with a big, big start to the uh, week with McCaffrey on the field tonight. All right, boys, that concludes our week three podcast of Kentucky Gentlemen. I appreciate y'all taking the time to listen in, and I'm wishing y'all all the best of luck. And um, yeah, give me a shout out if you if you. Uh, if you approve of this or if you have any uh, things you want to say, I love stirring the pot uh, for for this league, and I'm glad this podcast is getting some people involved. But, yeah, have a great week, boys.